Laughter and a joyful heart are like good medicine. Welcome to my brand new show. A new kind of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 19 of Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. I'm your host, Sade Champagne, and this is a brand new radio show that I have created, directed, and executive produced here on KJBU 99.3 FM. And if you didn't know already, yes, that's me singing the theme song written by me and executive produced by Alberto Morello Hernandez and the Quakes. I'll share with you more about me a little later in the episode. It's time to introduce our special guest live in the studio with us, up and coming stand-up comedian from Oxnard, Jesse Campos. <laughs> Y'all can't see me here in the studio unless if you, you know, when you get some of the clips, but I, my hands are raised up high and I'm so excited to see you, Jesse. Thanks for having me. I know it means a lot to you. <laughs> You're already on one. <laughs> I've been up for 40 minutes. <laughs> you recently performed at the Tsunami Con in Las Vegas, Jesse Campos. Tsunami Con. Okay, Tsunami Con. Obviously, pronounced <laughs> <Close>. that <laughs> Close. very incorrectly. So, welcome. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. Just uh, working, riding, yes. going up. Good, good. Also, I'm telling y'all, we're going to talk about this more in the episode, but y'all need to be booking Jesse for more shows. Stop playing around and support him while he's still affordable. I know a star when I see one and he has got it going on. So I'm so excited to have you as a guest on special guest on Laugh About It with Sade Champagne. This is a new kind of comedy. We feature special and celebrity guest comedians and funny entertainers live in the studio. We share funny and encouraging stories, hear hilarious memories from the listeners, play music and much more. If you didn't know this, Jesse, you are a superhero without a cape, and you're doing the good Lord's work. I'm actually in my villain era. Right now. <laughs> As a comedian, y'all are superheroes. You may look <laughs> like a villain, 
<laughs> or more like a vigilante. <laughs> I'm just a sweet boy. I tell everyone. <laughs> so have you always been a funny person? And when did you first discover your passion for comedy? Um, yeah, I, I guess I've always wanted to be a comedian. I've been watching Comedy Central since I was like mm-hmm. in elementary school. I really yeah. shouldn't have, but my, <laughs> my mom didn't know. Yeah. Um, funny person um yeah i would say so but just like funny with my friends i would just like mm-hmm. the center of attention just like that just your personality yeah but then i always watch like a lot of comedy central presents you know because it'd be playing after school when i'd get home it'd be like around like 3 p.m mm-hmm. and i just watch it like 5 p.m yeah you're like i need to watch as much of this as i can and so um when did you first if so you discovered your passion for comedy as young as like as a kid when you love watching it then you know share with us a couple of your funniest memories funniest memories oh my god i have so much um i think a lot of my favorite memories were like all through skateboarding just with me and my buddies just because we would mm-hmm. skate mm-hmm. anywhere in oxnard ventura and then yeah we would just wreak havoc if we had the opportunity <laughs> to like there was this one time where me and my friends we used to go skate in seabridge and we yeah. used to mess around with security a lot no it was, it was very bad we were like 16 there was this one time where we got into like one of the yeah. living living um I don't know. They weren't, I guess, apartments or yeah. like small little condos. Yeah. Um, me and my friends went into like one of their stairwells mm-hmm. and they were just like hanging out. And, like my buddy sprayed another friend with like a fire extinguisher, no. and that set off the entire <laughs> fire alarm. So y'all were just in- little rugrats running out Pretty here. Pretty much. <laughs> the, like fire department came and everything. Like we booked and ran to the other side of the bridge. It was. Uh-uh. It was funny. It was funny. <laughs> y'all are a mess. I'm sure your parents were like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe." Oh, they that- didn't know. You like they didn't. They know now, huh? Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, um, what about? Uh, share with us another funny memory. It can be from growing up. It can be from recent. Something from being on stage. Anything you want to share? Favorite funny memory. Um, I don't know if I really have one that comes at the top of the head mm-hmm. um i don't know i just speak with my friends all the time just yeah just a bunch of like hey how much money if like this <laughs> and yeah. then just really bad hypotheticals it's usually just <laughs> a lot of fun really funny yeah you're a funny to um i love watching you or watching your stories too because you just you're always posting like good music but then also just silly stuff and just like <laughs> yeah it's um <laughs> it's mainly for me yeah it's mainly for me your sense of humor always cracks me up so you talked about how comedy has been so important to your life. And I feel the same way. Like it's been very cathartic for me. It's been very influential, even during this time of the past few years. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'm so thankful for comedians that have been able to somehow y'all can find some joy and some laughter out of the most like embarrassing, annoying, frustrating, stressful times. And that's what we wanted with this show. We wanted to make more space for laughter, joy, playfulness and not everything having to be so serious you know and so Mm -hmm. we encourage everyone tune in live every week on wednesdays at 11 a.m pacific standard time right here and the episode does does re-air throughout the week and also is available to download on my website and of course anywhere on digital platforms so amazon apple iHeartRadio, and spotify so now, hearing of how passionate you were about comedy, growing up watching Comedy Central, you used to be a jokester as well. How did you first get into comedy, and when did you know that you wanted to pursue it professionally? Um, far as like getting into it, um, I would say like, well, my, my favorite comedian is Dimitri Martin. He's been like my favorite since. Okay, I need to check him out. Definitely check him out if you're into like that very silly, witty, mm-hmm. smart humor. Um, he does a lot of one-liners. Okay, but I remember seeing him specifically on his 
Comedy Central Presents. Mm-hmm. It was just a 30 minute. I watched it. I thought it was like, oh, this guy's very funny. And mm-hmm. then like he was doing a lot like a lot of one liners. He would bring out his guitar, mm-hmm. um, tell jokes in between that. I'm like, oh, this is actually very funny. Like, it'd be mm-hmm. really cool to be, like do that. I was like, yeah, I think 12, maybe. Wow. So that young? Yeah. But like, wow. I didn't think I would actually do stand up. Um, yeah. And then I started high school and I was getting more into like. Mm-hmm rock music and then like the music I actually do like now which is like you know the emo metalcore pop punk it's like this yes. bunch of subgenres. and then yeah. i was learning how to play instruments in high school yeah and then me and my buddies started a band you know like we weren't really like trying to do something with it we just mm-hmm. had like we all had instruments so we tried something then yeah. after high school i actually met up with some people yeah actually did start a band but it didn't really work out just because like not all of us were all that committed like i was very into it but then i yeah. was like i can't find people to like actually yeah. do this with me so right it was like one of those moments where i was like maybe if i just tried comedy like mm-hmm. i like i wrote jokes but like i never actually performed them on mm-hmm. stage and then eventually i just yeah. tried it out and then just fell in love with it wow and so how long have you been doing comedy now um i'm going to my sixth year dang i was gonna say because the, the way that you move on stage even though you are pretty young but the way you move on stage and certain things you say, I'm like, I know he has to have been doing it for at least five years, mm-hmm. you know? And so that makes sense. Cause if you would have told me only a couple years, I'd be like, ain't no way only a couple years. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very polished. I would say like, um, yeah, like I, like when I started, it was just, I feel like I wasn't as sincere and genuine when I'd go on stage. I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like I tried putting up a front and I right. didn't like that. And then yeah. I kind of just like learned how to speak like as I do now and just mm-hmm. my writing's gone better. Actually, I, yeah. A lot of the times I actually look at my older bits, older mm-hmm. jokes. And I'm like, if there was something there and I'll just rewrite it and actually like make it into something now. Mm, that makes sense. Maddie Chamber was talking about that and he was sharing with us how he has all these notebooks and things and he will see something and he'll go back and forth because he's like, ah, oh, there was nothing good in that. But then he'd be like, actually, mm-hmm. there could be something good in that. And like you said, you could see where that spark was, but you're like, let me make it more authentic to who I am. And so I love that. Yeah, I love Maddie too. I mean him... Um, we used to do this mic called Burt's Back Room on oh. Melrose uh-huh. a few years ago before the pandemic. That's where wow. I met Maddie. Yeah, he was our first celebrity guest we had on here. And he he's is just my, blowing up now. Oh, my gosh. He's Hilarious. my favorite new to me to comedian. And so that's so cool that you guys know each other. But it would make sense because mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of comedians, if you've been doing it for even any amount of time, you're going to start running into yeah, one another. I actually started out in L.A. Like I'm from Oxnard. Yes. But I didn't know like there were mics around here at the Ooh, time. So okay. I would just drive out to L.A. Yeah. I would meet up, you know, just go sign up. Then I would meet people and they'd be like, hey, what's going on after this? And there was this thing called the Comedy Bureau, which I really liked. Okay. Because it would show like mics for that day Mm -hmm. and then like what time. And then I would always check it out and just, you know, just get to L.A. like 4 p.m. I would go home like at 1 a.m. just doing open mics all all day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, you can tell you got like this thing in your belly, you know, Um, I call it like a fire in your belly. And you got it in your eyes for what you do. And you could just feel that passion and the you really love it, you know. And so that's one of the reasons I connected with you. And so tell us about um, the process of how you write your jokes and develop your comedy stories. As um, far as like how I write. Um, so I work, I have the luxury from working from home. So mm-hmm. I have everything set up with the Google Keep. It's on my computer and it's also on my notes app. Mm-hmm. So everything I write, um, if it's rather on my computer or mm-hmm. on my notes app it, mm-hmm. it goes right on, into each other mm-hmm. so say if like i'm working from home like i can just easily just open it up real quick like oh i have this idea mm-hmm. let me just type that out mm-hmm. um i've been getting more into like 
the way how I like I write now, like it's I don't want to try and be like too topical. I just kind of just write whatever like silly thought I had or just like a situation I've been in. Mm-hmm. But I've also been writing like more things I've been more into. Like, oh, I'm actually really liking this. I'm more passionate about this. Let mm-hmm. me see if I can do something with it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think is really cool about you, too, is with your comedy and with how you write, you're able to take topics that really can be very personal for people and can be like either hot topics and sensitive topics which I'm not going to go into those jokes because people need to go see you live and then you're able to somehow turn it into something funny which I think is great like things like when you talk about ageism you know and things like even religion or you know um family dysfunction and all those Mm -hmm. things and I think it's so great because things that for a lot of people would not they could not find a joke child to make them depressed it's like (laughs) you're somehow able to turn it into something funny and it's just like one of the things I admire about you thank you really appreciate that yeah so with you doing all you have so many different skills and talents and obviously we're still getting to know each other although it feels like I've known you for a while now because I'm such a big fan in addition to you being a friend of mine. And so you have all these different skills and talents, you know, with um, skateboarding and music and, you know, comedy, obviously, which is your, maybe your primary, primarily, primary focus. You got it. And then, (laughs) y'all, as a speaker, sometimes the words don't be coming out. Oh, you have no idea. Like, I'll be on stage. I'm like, don't fumble this word. And then I fumble it. And it was the set's ruined. It's like I, there's like so many times where like I'll have a set that I'll film, yeah, and I'm like, I'm like the set's ruined because I fumbled that one thing that no one caught on, but it's like I messed it up, or it's like I'm trying to sound out a word and then I end up trying to like make a whole other sentence around the word because I think I'm gonna mess it up. Yes, and then it's like you keep going to try to say it, then it gets worse. So that's your primary focus right now. Out of all those gifts and skills and talents you have, which one's your favorite? Oh, well, comedy, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's my favorite thing. Yeah. It's, it's, I've been doing this for yeah, almost six years now. Yeah. It's so crazy to think because, like, I started when I was 23 in December. Mm-hmm. I'm 28 now. So yeah. it's like I spent most of my 20s just doing comedy now. And it's like I'm trying to figure out, like, if I didn't do comedy, mm-hmm. what else would I be doing? Like, mm-hmm. well, like, when I'm not out doing an open mic or writing something, what yeah. would I be doing right now yeah it's like i can't i can't think of anything yeah you like this is it shade <laughs> yeah well you you definitely you got it and so um how do you balance comedy with your job and career because that can be hard obviously with you being a comedian but anyone with a dream anyone with a passion or a gift they can have that you know trouble and sometimes that stress and worry of how to balance and so how do you do that so how i balance it of course i gotta prioritize work sometimes because yes. it's that's my income like, right I, I make some cash here and there with comedy but it's like it's not enough where i'm like mm-hmm. i can't ditch a job um right so yeah i work from home but like also where my our main office is at mm-hmm. um so i do like a lot of office work mm-hmm. our office is in more parks so say if like i have like a mm-hmm. show or like i'm trying to do like an open mic out in los angeles mm-hmm. i'll just work in office and then i'll just shoot right after mm-hmm. work you know bring like a set of clothes or if i have to and then right. my boss is usually pretty flexible with yeah. my schedule if i tell him i'm like hey i got this thing going on yeah like can i like come in early or like leave a little bit early and you know just go do that and like yeah really cool with it right that's good and so if you have like an idea of something that comes to mind and say you're on the clock working do you maybe like write a quick little note and so you can go back to that later because sometimes mm-hmm. people get scared like oh i have this creative idea this thought but i'm i'm here at work right now i'm doing this thing and i don't want to forget or i'm gonna lose it like what do you think about that um yeah i'll just open it real quick um i remember one time so i i was at the um, i was at work in the office yeah and i was like logged into like my google keep 
in um in office and mm-hmm. i forgot to log out so whoever went onto my like the computer would just see like all my notes of like all my comedy yeah. stuff like yeah my buddy saw it like my co-worker he saw it and was like thank god hr didn't see that because that would have <laughs> been so bad i would have been gone so quick just if they just read any of it yeah you know i was just thinking it's so funny because you know how people usually will say wwjd now i say wwcd i'm like what would a comedian do because <laughs> it's like if i have so many embarrassing moments because you know just being a human and then being a public figure and everything you have so many embarrassing moments or things that are frustrating or whatever it may be that are not like how you want it to go and i just think of you and all y'all you and all my other comedian friends and people i'm fans of and i'm like what would they do in this situation (laughs) what would a comedian do and i'm like they would find a way to laugh and just be like this sucks or this is not how i wanted this to go right now but they would find a way like y'all will find a way to turn the most try to weasel out of it (laughs) every time if i'm in a situation it's like let's see what we can do and you turn it into something funny you know (laughs) and so i'm like okay you know what if they could do it then you know what wwcd shade can make it with confidence that's why i tell people just (laughs) be confident about it own it and then you just make them look crazy That's (laughs) that's so funny so i love that you shared that too that cracks me up so you recently performed in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and that was so cool because when you told me about it when I saw you at the open mic and I just was so excited for you. And so tell us how you got in- invited to do that. Tell us about the experience, the event, all that good stuff. So yes, this was a 18 and up anime convention, which was pretty fun, but yeah. also very different. So yeah. like, I-, I perform at a lot of conventions too. So pretty oh, okay. cool how I got into that yeah. was because I went to Anime Expo last year. Yeah. And um, I just went, it was my first convention I've ever been to. So I went there, just yeah. checked it out, just so, like I'm really into anime or just any just nerd mm-hmm. geek type yeah. of culture. Just yeah. always been a fan of. Yeah. And then I found out there was comedy about it, but like it was like right when everything was done. So I was like, oh, maybe next time. Then I ended mm-hmm. up meeting some. So I met a comedian named Marcellus Samuel. So shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like doing a show mm-hmm. where I saw his um, show uh, be passed around a lot like mm-hmm. a flyer mm-hmm. and then they had um this symbol from this mm-hmm. anime called naruto mm-hmm. but he like he kind of like tweaked it it was like this cloud mm-hmm. and like i made it his own so i just hit him up i was like hey, hey like i see that you have um like the show going on like i'm really big into anime so you mm-hmm. know if you have any shows so you know just let me know yeah and then he reached out to me you know he saw my clips he thought i was funny yeah booked me and then that's how i met a bunch of other anime mm-hmm. convention comedians wow so and that's like a thing that like people yeah. that are into anime like you are and that are also comedians and y'all perform at conventions yes yes so wow. i got to do my first one was in anime pasadena which was in november whoop, whoop. which was really cool and then i got Get to it. do anime los angeles which was back in january yeah and then also Shout out to Ray Cabo. He's the one that actually yeah. did my headshots and actually booked me for Suicon Love in those Las headshots. Vegas. Thank you. So handsome, so stylish. I love it. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's interesting then. So you that's how you got booked for that. And then now share with us what the experience was like when you were there. I got to I was, you know, grateful to be able to see on your stories from mm-hmm. your time at the I had event. a lot of fun. Yeah. So it was funny. So yeah, this was an eighteen and up anime convention. Yeah. So like my when my buddy Ray booked me, mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, are you available like this? weekend mm-hmm. you know these certain days and i was like um yeah probably because there's like a few months out and he's like do you want yeah. to do this convention in vegas yeah. and i was like sure i've never done yeah. comedy out in vegas so yeah. he sent me the details and then i literally went onto the website yeah. and like the first thing was 
are you 18 or older? And right. I was like, oh, great. What did he just put me on? I was so confused. There was, You're like, hold up. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is what I signed up for. Yeah, there was like burlesque. There was you yeah. know, pole dancing. And yeah. then there was just comedy. just like shot right, right in the middle. Right. Everyone was like really into it. Like they're all supportive. Just yeah. meeting other artists. It was really cool. But it was just like a regular anime convention. But okay. of course, it was like yeah. other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was really fun just yeah. going out and just. Mm-hmm. hanging out with friends and then just doing comedy eating ramen yeah drinking that was, that was fun it was yeah just, it was fun time it looks like you had a great time you know and i think it's so cool that they got to experience you there and you know that's my hope for you is you know just continued what you're doing but continue spread out to more mm-hmm. places you know so that's amazing yeah i'm actually doing anime no, um anime expo mm-hmm. july first through the fourth so i'm doing that yeah. and then i'm actually getting my own stickers yeah that i can pass around good because i definitely want some um jesse campos merch <laughs> like i will definitely i'll buy it i'll donate i know you don't really like that but <laughs> <laughs> i love investing into people's dreams and passions and so that's so phenomenal so share with us jesse as i was saying for me like how comedy and laughter have helped me in my life how have they aided you or helped you in your life right now I think comedy has actually made me more confident with who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. Cause I remember before just young 20 something yeah. year old Jesse was just like, just afraid of just like even going up and like speaking. Mm. Now I'm just like, I go on stage all the time. So like, right. what is there for me to be embarrassed or nervous about? Like mm. if it's confrontation or just like, yeah. you know, speaking to like a girl at a bar or something, right. like I don't want to get it rejected. But like I go on stage and just talk about whatever I want. So and I'm you're like, like, and people don't always feel that either. So, yeah, if so I, I can mean, do it's that. like, <laughs> I can get rejected easy. So, but yeah. just being confident, I would definitely mm. have to say it's helped me be more confident. Yeah. Adult, like, yeah. Yes. I love that too about you because, <laughs> you know, part of it is your sarcastic personality <laughs> and it is the confidence, but it was funny because, um, you know, I want to talk about your amazing style that you have, not just your style on stage, but your style as like a human. And it's funny because when I see you, I'm like, I remember telling you at the grape and I was like, you know, Jesse, I've never met or seen a, a, a comedian like you before. You like, you mean this handsome and this stylish <laughs> <laughs> and this cool. I was like, yes, that too. But you know what I mean? <laughs> and so how obviously with you being a musician has that influence and you know creative and skater has that influenced your style and um and take us through that journey of like what your style has been like as a comedian and i mean well now being a comedian and then how is it perceived when people see that you're going to perform and being on stage you know do they automatically assume that you're a musician or another kind of creative yeah i always get um just anyone i ever meet just like yeah. when um because like a lot I, i'm friends with a lot, a lot of people mm-hmm. in bands yeah so like i'll hang out with them and then yeah. i meet other people yeah i don't know if it's just because i'm like they're hanging out with other musicians or yeah. just other people in general they're just like yeah. oh are you also in a band and it's like no i'm a comedian they're yeah. like wait comedian that's so <laughs> so different yeah yeah just because i know i have tattoos wear black a lot and just and then you color your hair yeah yeah currently um growing my hair out again because my hair was damaged from so much bleach yeah <laughs> but, from the pink and the yeah. bleach blonde at least you got the pictures though right yeah i got the pictures <laughs> they were good but yeah i had to yeah. have to reset growing it out again yeah but yeah a lot of people just see me they're like think oh he's just a musician which i am but yeah I it's not like my main thing anymore like i'll still play you know yeah. piano guitar bass whatever like i have access to i'll, I'll play it of course yeah but uh yeah. yeah just mainly comedy and then just yeah 
Yeah, I just I'm just a person that just likes metal music and yeah. just going on stage and telling jokes. That's, how that's really all it is. How did you develop into the style that you have today? And then obviously, you knowing that you wanted to do comedy, like were you just, you know, like, I don't care if people, you know, don't see me as looking as a comedian or this is just what I enjoy. Like, take us through that process of your style. Uh, the way how I started, um, yeah. definitely influenced from just you know music and just mm -hmm. skateboarding you yeah know, just want to wear like those tight skinny jeans and yeah. just skull t-shirts or whatever yeah um and then as i got out of that or not out of it like out of high school you know right. still listening to like the same type of music and yeah. just getting more into like other artists like more like mm -hmm. pop punk which is more like um i guess a bit more casual yeah there was a phase where i try to like transition out and mm -hmm. i just went right back into it like, yeah like i was like i was wearing like regular like more color in my <laughs> clothes said regular <laughs> normie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was trying i was just trying to get like yeah out of it you know yeah. just wearing like flannel yeah just like a t-shirt and then yeah I just got sucked right back into it. Just <laughs> You're so funny. Trying to grow out of the phase. I was like, no, it's, it's You're like, this ain't a phase. This is me. It, yeah, it's literally what happened. You ain't new to this. You true to this. <laughs> yeah, when I, especially when I started doing comedy. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I would have more of like a colorful yeah. outfits, which I yeah. was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, it looks good. But then eventually I was like, I just stopped caring. I was like, I'm just going to yeah. go back to wearing all my all black. Yeah. Yeah. People could see through my ruse. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I think, um, you know, I want to share with everyone how we met and just how, you know, my response was to you and everything and how I became a fan of yours and my favorite things about you. So we met back in February at The Grape in Ventura, which is this awesome music, you know, now including comedy into their venue. And they are just, it's such a cool place. And I'd never heard about them before. I barely discovered it like back in late December and so I went to a comedy show there to support one of our mutual friends McKinnon Beaton who was also aka Mac Meals aka Mac Beats Mackies <laughs> and so I went to this event and I was excited to support and at first originally I knew Maddie Chamber was going to be there but he ended up getting booked that night and wasn't able to make it but I'm still so glad that I went because I was able to become a fan of all these other comedians that were there including yourself and so as soon as you get on stage and I want I'm sharing this with you as a fan and someone like you're not seeing it from my perspective mm -hmm. you come on stage at this time you have your bleach blonde hair you have like your all black and like with the jean jacket and just this cool style in your boots and I'm just like he's a comedian <laughs> so that's the first thing that comes to my mind and I was like oh my I was like and his style is very cool and so then you start and you just have this really laid-back presence you're filling out the room and seeing things as they're happening you know just very calming chill presence and then boom you hit it with like the um the bombs of like jokes and I'm just like loving it and I'm laughing so hard and if you go on his Instagram anyone his social media with his clips that he's posted from Zelda hunk which we're gonna share that again more in the episode z-e-l-d-a-h-u-n-k and so you can hear me laughing because y'all know my laugh in the clip <laughs> and it was so funny with this particular joke that i just like i could not stop laughing like i wasn't gonna be like let me let him move on to the next joke because i'm still like <laughs> and even when i think of funny things that you say now i crack up about it <laughs> you know it's like you will remember it and it'll just make you laugh all over again and so 
I became, and I remember walking up to you and telling you afterwards, and I was like, became a fan of you, you know, posted about you on my social media, followed you, you followed me back. And then as I was, you know, starting my radio show and everything, and I was like, I want to have you on. And it's just, I've been a fan ever since, you know, and I just, I love your presence. I love your storytelling. I love like the, the way your punchlines, you know, in your bits and your style, your creativity. And, you know, you're so humble, but also so sarcastic and confident. And it's just they all go hand in hand. And I'm just like, man, shout out to Mac for <laughs> connecting us. And so that's from my perspective of like how we first met. <laughs> Thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. Can you just yeah. say that again? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to rewind the episode and listen to it again, I'm just Jesse. Gonna, I'm going to be there with like a with my phone next to a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> and Give I me my voice <laughs> And I told him too, and I messaged him about this, that I truly believe that he's a star. And I know this, like I have never been wrong when I said this. If someone has stuck with it, I have many people, and not to brag, it's not to brag about me, it's to say I know when I see something great in someone and that has that it factor, and you've got it, you know? I really appreciate that. Yeah. I say the same thing about myself too. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in with like a persona of, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know what I've done? <laughs> Like when I told you, you're like, what do you mean you've never met someone like me? <laughs> you live so in a cave, you uncultured swine. <laughs> you're so, I could totally see you acting one day too because it's just, um, I could see all those things. Because not that comedy and acting necessarily go hand in hand, but we're not going to mm -hmm. lie and act like comedians don't oftentimes become great yes. actors, you know. So, yeah, I'm just such a big fan of his. I encourage y'all to support him, book him follow him, share about everything that he's doing, go to his live shows. Like you are going to be in for a great treat and you'll be glad that you started supporting him now while he's affordable. And then, <laughs> and, and like a lot of people that I would have told people to support and everyone was like, mm, you know, and now they can't even afford <laughs> to see that person anymore. So uh, what's something Jesse that you're currently working on trying to make funny? I'm currently working on, um, I have this, bit that I kind of just started writing where I would think of the past like a mm -hmm. couple weeks now um, about this anime that I liked called Evangelion. Mm -hmm. It's a 90s anime. Mm -hmm. um, I already have the punchline written but it's kind of weird because like, this one's kind of like I had the punchline written first before I actually wrote the bit itself mm -hmm. and I've done it a couple times and it does very well but I'm really just trying to polish it up that way it just actually sounds better. Yeah. You know I'm always trimming fat like much as possible like I don't right. want to you know, have like some random word or like story or so phrase. you don't want any filler. Yeah, I'm like I don't like I don't really need this right here. Yeah. Let me just cut that out. Wow. Replace it with something if it could be funny or just make it shorter and then just yeah, be good. Yeah, I love that about you. Oh, that's gonna be so great. So we're going into our first song break. Here is Family Force Five with Dance or Die. Keep listening to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU ninety nine three FM. <laughs>
Welcome back to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. You're listening to episode 19, and we have the stylish, charming, and hilarious Jesse Campos <laughs> live in the studio with us. Hey, glad to be back. Me and Sade were just punching each other. <laughs> body blow is high school style he's so silly if you want to be a sponsor for my laugh about it radio show or donate to any of the work i'm doing please reach out via email or on my social media and also too if you're a comedian who wants to be on the show our my show gets booked like really far in advance but I have some good news coming this summer that could help that out. But if you are a comedian that's interested in being on the show, please reach out to me via Instagram. I am S-A-D-E-C-H-A-M-P-A-G-N-E or Facebook Sade Champagne, Twitter Sade Champagne, YouTube or email Sade Champagne Music at gmail.com. And the same goes for musical artists who would like their music to be played on the show. I am not a comedian, but I love comedy so much and I am always wanting to support it any way I can. So before we go into a game with Jesse, we have some comedy event announcements. So as I always share every week, make sure you guys go check out Maddie Chember's website, A Maddie Chember's website, M-A-T-T-Y-C-H-Y-M-B-O-R.com and check out his upcoming shows. Also go to Michael Lenoci and check out his upcoming shows on his Instagram. And he has also really hilarious audience clips he's been doing clips too where he's showing the behind the scenes of what it's like you know and what he's thinking on stage as being a comedian and if you're someone like me who's not only interested in just you know consuming the common and see content and seeing bits but you actually like to see the behind the scenes of what's going on in their mind and how they create his social media is great for that and his shows are lives are great live too so that's m-i-c-h-a-e-l so michael lenochi L-E-N-O-C-I. Also, TV Land, the live show in Hollywood. It's a live emerged sketch comedy show, June 10th, 15th, and 25th in Hollywood. My dear friend Leanne Tooker, she was one of my special guests here on the show back in February. You can check out her Instagram, L-E-E. 
A-N-N-T-O-O-K-E-R. And then you can be able to check out it. I'm going to be going to one of those tapings. I cannot wait to see it. I really enjoy seeing her live. And then, of course, my fam bam, Matt Reif. Check out his new comedy special on YouTube, Matthew Stephen Reif. He is blowing up. He's one of the people I encouraged everyone to be able to support and, you know, and, and pay attention to back even before you know, what we're seeing now. And I'm just so excited to see his star rise. And then next, next Wednesday, May 24th at Copper Blues in Oxnard, 7 to 10 p.m. is the open mic night hosted by Denise Carter. Jesse's came in the building before and had me laughing so hard and being able to hear some of the stuff he's working on is such a treat. That's literally, if you are just there to attend and consume, you know, the open mic then and just watching it as an audience member that's the best five dollars i ever spent and then of course being up on stage if you want to perform or share something is great too all right so now we're going to play say what say what jesse this is where we ask you rapid fire questions and you have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind i'm gonna take my time <laughs> i should have never told him that because he's like now i'm going to be like Ugh. <laughs> the show just became three hours <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say what? Jesse, favorite comedian? Uh, Dimitri Martin. What's the best live comedy show you've ever attended? Best live comedy show? Oh, I've been to so many. Um, one of them. Probably like the most recent one was watching Dimitri Martin back in October at mm. the, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Blanking on it. Haha ha fact. Ha ha. No, huh? it was. Um, Dang, what is it? Where Sarah Silverman filmed her one of her specials there, The Largo. Hmm. Oh, okay. The Largo. Cool. Um, huh. Yeah, I saw him back in October. Okay, great. When was the last time you laughed really hard? I don't know. Probably recently over this weekend, just talking to my friends on Discord. <laughs> I hear a lot of fun things about Discord. <laughs> Best compliment you've ever received from a fan or audience member? My girlfriend thinks you're very funny. <laughs> I get that I know y'all way love, too often. Y'all love hearing <laughs> that. <laughs> what do you love most about being a comedian? Um, just freedom, if anything, just being confident, just going up, getting like the center of attention that I desire. <laughs> just, <laughs> just being able to say whatever I want. Yeah. What's the hardest thing about being a comedian? Um, the writing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably well, for me, the writing and yeah. just like sometimes I get very lazy you mm -hmm. know like sometimes i'm not as motivated to like yeah. write something or just even mm -hmm. go up or just drive out and be like oh let's go check out this open mic yeah i'm um, just like little nitpicky things about that but also mm -hmm. i'm my very own worst critic mm -hmm. like i've that makes had sense. sex sets sets i get what you're saying sets. Yes. <laughs> yes s e t s <laughs> yeah i've done i've had like um good sets yeah where i'm like I'm not as confident with it, but mm -hmm. like I have so many people be like, oh, that was very good. You were really mm -hmm. good up there. And I'm like, ah, no, there was like, yeah, there was like a phrase I didn't like, or yeah, I fumbled some words. Just yeah. Did not like it. So yeah, just, it's ruined. Just mm -hmm. do it over again. Yeah. So. That makes sense too. And it's funny because same thing with Maddie as well. The day that I met him with from low key comedy, you know, um, which is, Paul, Alaya, and Matt Rife's comedy series that mm -hmm. they've created. And I remember when I saw him, and I literally to this day, I can remember, same with you, I can remember how funny it was. And he told me he felt that that show was trash, and he thought he was trash, <laughs> and he wasn't funny. And, and it's only because some of the people there, you know, you got to think, with his kind of comedy and things he was doing in L.A. where people are like super, quote-unquote, woke. Mm -hmm. And so they're just looking at him, and me and my friends are hollering, laughing, yeah. like almost rolling on the floor. And so it's interesting that you would say that too, that you're like, people are telling you how great it was and you're like uh-uh yeah <laughs> so favorite joke of yours 
Favorite joke? Um, right now, I think my favorite one to tell, um, just because it's a little bit more fresh, is mm-hmm. my goth girlfriend bit. Mm, I love that one too. And then, what's your favorite type of comedy to perform? Um, live. Mm, yeah. What brings you joy? Um, comedy. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, my friends. You know, yes. just people that support me, family. Yes. Who or what inspires you? Uh, myself. Yes. Because I gotta mm. gotta get up and you know kick myself in the butt and just yeah do what I want to do that's good I always say that I'm my own motivation you know instead of comparing myself to others so that's powerful favorite comedy movie comedy movie is Nacho Libre oh is that considered a comedy <laughs> yes. movie or just oh, Jack Black is one of my Jack favorites Black oh. is so good <laughs> Tropic so Thunder many. the Jumanji movies Jumanji, just, he, was good uh, Jumanji. he was um yeah he's a lot of good ones um yeah was, have you seen Goosebumps no but now he was really good as R.L. Stein like I think he Goosebumps. made that entire movie you could, you put me on a lot of good stuff right now. I'm going to check out your favorite comedian. Check out the Goosebumps movie. Okay. Put that in my notes. All right. Funniest joke you've ever heard? Um, I've heard so many, but there's one that I actually really like is um, Rory Scovel. Mm-hmm. He has, uh, I've seen him a few times um, in L.A., mm-hmm. but he has this bit on his mm-hmm. Netflix special, which is Rory Scovel tries stand-up mm-hmm. for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Super funny comedian, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um it's so silly. He has a joke where he talks about like, what is concrete? Like, yeah. What is that? It's just some weird <laughs> soupy stuff. And it's just all of the buildings. <laughs> so dumb, but like little yeah. silly jokes like that. Little yeah. Thoughts. I, I think it's, it's my favorite type of comedy. Yeah. Sure. I love that too. Like so many people are like very topical. I'm like, no, nah, I just want to say the dumb, yes. silly stuff. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's the silly stuff that you just keep thinking about over and mm-hmm. over and you'll bring it up in another situation. So favorite place you've performed live so far? Uh, probably the comedy store. Mm, that's so that's cool. A legendary stage. Mm-hmm. So. Had mm-hmm. a small opportunities to go up there a few times, so always. Wow, that's that so cool. You are worthy of being up there too. Thank you. Yes, I mean that. Most famous person you've met or worked with so far? Uh, well, just doing comedy now, like especially going doing it in LA. I've met yeah. so many people, just especially like comedians alone mm-hmm. um i've gone to meet jimmy Chamarin, which is mm. like my favorite comedian wow. and i remember i met him and i hyperventilated <laughs> <laughs> how did he act when he knew like how big of a fan you were what was his response well Dimitri martin is also like a very socially awkward person oh, so yeah um he was very he was very cool yeah you know i told him all the go yeah you're like my favorite comedian you're like you're the yeah. reason i want to do stand up mm-hmm. um, yeah very very nice about it and then i've also met pete holmes yeah which is I say like I have like my big three in comedians. Yeah, is um Dimitri Mar and Pete Holmes and Chris Hardwick. Okay, and I've gone to meet. Them out. I've gone to meet all of them, and yeah, they're very nice, mm-hmm. genuine people, very supportive. Yeah, wow. Who's the third person you mentioned? Oh yeah, I know Peter Holmes. Pete Holmes. Pete He's Holmes really funny. And Chris Hardwick. Okay, Chris. Hardwick. He doesn't Hardwick. really do stand up anymore, but he does like more like. Yeah. Hosting and a podcast. Oh yes, he's funny too. He's uh, he's very funny. All right. Where is a place you dream of performing? It can be a location. It can be a venue an event honestly any, honestly anywhere there, where there is people so <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done shows in bars where the audience is just a bartender yeah so. <laughs> yeah sometimes Anything. yeah sometimes we i'm sure and that's the funny thing uh well first off you have survived say what okay. <laughs> so that's a, another interesting thing with being a public figure and an entertainer is people don't realize until obviously you get to a certain point or level but even then like joel McHale told me years ago when i saw him at the ventura harbor comedy mm-hmm. club he was like and i was telling him how great he is and how much he's done he goes he's like ah 
he goes, you know, I've been really high up. And then now I'm like, he goes, it goes up and down. But the funny thing is people don't realize sometimes we could do shows. And I'm sure you just shared this as well, where you're like, the audience is one or two people. And then other times you're doing shows with 50, 500, and then the conventions thousands. And so it's like, no matter what, you got to give 100% every time. And you don't take it personal because. <laughs> yeah, I always make sure I, I never try and waste a set. Yes. Or a spot. Oh, like that's if I, good. I don't want to waste it. Like I have, yeah. I have like opportunity to just go up. Just yeah. Even if they're not like all about my bits or yeah. whatever, just we'll try and work something out. Mm, I love that. That's powerful. What's next? Please tell us what you're currently working on, what you have coming up. Share anything you'd like to promote from the past, present, or future. Um, just as of right now, the only thing I'm looking forward to right now is performing at Anime Expo. But yes. that is in July, so I keep harassing people to do shows and yes. get back to me on that. Yes. You know what? I might just have to be like um, a, a backup like promoter <laughs> slash like booker for you just for fun in my free time because I'm not messing around. People, they do need to book you. Yeah, I'm always sliding in DMs like, hey, if you have <laughs> an open spot here, <laughs> yes, you know, future bookings, anything, I'm just yeah. sending clips. But yeah. Then, um, either they don't go to open or I get left on red. I'm like, yeah, like you're going to regret that. You're going to regret this. Yes. One day. <laughs> you're going to ask me when you find out. I'm going to say no. Yeah. No. Well, if they get offering money, you better say yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to say no unless there's some cash attached. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that all too well, and it can be challenging, but then you're like, you know what? You just got to keep going. So, you know, and maybe with me being a fan of yours and with the work that I do, it could also be help because it's someone else that's mm -hmm. trying to promote them as well. All right. So anything else that you want to share or promote? Um, as of right now, just probably just follow my social media, which is Zelda Hunk. Um, you know, Zelda, like the video game and Hunk, like your yeah. boy. And talk um, about your Twitch too. Oh yeah. Um, well, I just started streaming on Twitch again just because the new Legend of Zelda game came out. So I've just been playing that. So that's been fun. And then Shade is leaving me. So I think it's just off to me. So and this is now my talk show host show. Now I have a special <laughs> guest here, Shade he so, Champagne. He is so silly. <laughs> Nobody left him. I took a sip of water. <laughs> he is so extra. All right. So that. <laughs> I cannot with Jesse, y'all. <laughs> so I know, what do you do on Twitch anyways? Do you play video games and tell jokes? Like, what's that process nah, just like? Me streaming, playing video games, whatever yeah. I want to play, and then just I yeah. chat in there. People oh. want to interact. And then I'll yeah. just, you know, commentate whatever I'm playing. So do people, when you're on there, are people watching you play and, and, sh and you know, and also um, commenting back to you? Are they also playing video games with you? No, they're just watching me. Wow. Yeah, I got into it. So I've always wanted to try streaming. Yeah. And then, like I never had the time. And then of course, yeah. COVID happened. So like I yeah. was home and had yeah. a lot of free time. Yeah. So I decided, you know, let me just try streaming. So, you know, right. I just got the proper equipment for it. And then I was doing that, just playing yeah. whatever game I was playing. Wow. And then eventually, you know, everything started to open up. So I didn't stream as much. Yeah. But I get, I do it here and there. And yeah, especially with the new Zelda game that came out on Friday. Just been wow. no life in that. Yeah. And that's interesting, too, because it's really popular for people to watch people play video games. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even going to lie, because one of my mentors, Evan Carmichael, he was doing, um, I don't think he has time for it right now, but he was doing um, 
a series on his YouTube channel. He's well known for doing like, you know, this person's top 10 rules for success and this mm -hmm. person's, you know, so he shares a lot of motivational business entrepreneur videos. And so he was playing video games for a while and he would be an answering people's questions. And so I hopped in on one of the live sessions just to like update him on what I, this was at the beginning of the pandemic, update him on what I was doing. He's like, Sade, I haven't heard from you in forever. And he's like <laughs> playing the game as he's like chatting with me. And so it's really funny to see like that is something people really love to do. And so I love that. All right, we're going into another song break. Speaking of video games, this is Echo Smith and Pokemon with you. Keep listening to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on 99.3 FM radio station in Oxnard. Welcome back. We are here. Episode 19 of Laugh About It with Sade Champagne. I'm still here with the funny man, gracious and super cool Jesse Campos. It's your boy. <laughs> so we're going to go into one of our newer segments. This is called Did You Know? This is a new segment where we give some comedy facts and history. And then sometimes we give like just some random funny facts like that there is a town in the United States where there's only one person and she's the mayor. And so it's like, <laughs> and then, uh, so there's lots of funny. So this week we'll be learning about the history of comedy. And this is actually particularly clean com comedians in the 1920s via cleancomedians.com. So in recent years, the word comedian has become synonymous with stand-up comedy. That was not always the case in the history of humor. This article approaches the world of comedy in a larger sense. You'll read about com comedy very 
comedy variety artists, sketch com- sketch comedians, comic actors, and more. Anyone who has mastered the art of making people laugh on purpose, which is what Jesse does, is a comedian. These are some of the great ones, and they all have something in common for the most part. They were are clean comedians. All right, so we're going to begin our journey into this world of joke tellers, funny characters, and amusing actors, and much more. So this week, we're going to share about the 1920s, the Valdeville stars. So in the 1920s, some of the biggest stars in the nation were clean comedians like Will Rogers. Before movies became popular, live entertainment was king. Valdeville was the big scene. People flocked to theaters, large and small, to see live performances by comedians, singers, dancers, magicians, and variety artists. Comic jugglers like the that's really cool comic jugglers like the cantankerous wc fields left audiences howling showmen like escape artist extraordinaire harry houdini became world famous variety was the spice of life in the roaring 20s and in valdeville variety acts were the name of the game will i never met a man i didn't like rogers performing perform dazzling rope tricks while spouting funny one-liners like who is trying to even think of a joke when I'm doing rope tricks. Here's the zinger from this likable wise guy. Be thankful we're not getting all the government we're paying for. <laughs> Rogers amused the American public with his warmth and topical and topical wit. Though he poked good, clean fun at just about everybody, audiences knew that he was a kind-hearted humorist. Though Rogers became a much bigger star, it was Frank Fay who was likely America's first stand-up comedian quote unquote though forgotten today during the vaudeville era he became a wildly popular master of ceremonies at the palace in new york in the 1920s he delighted audiences with his ability to host a show and ad-lib jokes right on the spot in between the other acts Faye became one of the highest paid performers in vaudeville he earned over seventeen thousand dollars per week a small fortune at the time child that's a lot of money now to earn seventeen thousand dollars a week especially if you don't have that many bills like child that's a lot according to his performer peers Faye was also known as a bitter and self-centered human being <laughs> fellow vaudeville comedian fred allen once quipped about Frank Fay. The last time I saw him, he was walking down Lover's Lane holding his own hand. <laughs> Comedy abounded with racial stereotypes at this time. A young Bob Hope performed in blackface in his early days, but sexual language and obscenity was frowned upon. While many comedians swore up like a storm off stage, they were what would later be called fun for the whole family on stage i do have a lot of friends like that they're clean on stage and then once they get off stage it is a hot mess and then the ones a lot of times who are not clean on stage they end up in person being very clean (laughs) so you just never know clean comedians were the norm in fact the concept of blue material goes back to this period when a comedian used raunchy or sexually explicit material he would get a warning notice from the theater and a blue envelope the message was clear cut the raunchy material or you'll be cut from the show while there were many quote-unquote off-color entertainers to choose from the general public appreciated the clean comedians in fact local papers promoted clean bills which referred to shows where good clean fun was guaranteed these shows were packed with big variety without the vulgarity that's really interesting huh yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know you think to yourself like uh and things also too that were funny at one time and that wouldn't be you know considered oh, funny yeah especially <laughs> even to say you go back like 20 years like, yeah the 90s and then you hear stuff you're just like Ew. <laughs> 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 like 
don't know about that one. <laughs> You're like, that, that didn't age well. Yeah. <laughs> and then some stuff. And then obviously, too, I also know really that being subjective, sometimes com- comedy is funny to you, but it's not funny to the person who's affected by it, you know? And so they'll, so I try to be sensitive towards that because something that may not be funny to me anymore, other people will be like, well, why don't you find it funny? You know, it's funny to us. And then the same thing, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It is what it is. All right, we're going into our final segment. This is It's All Good, where we share a good news story that is happening. We all need more good news, positivity, and optimism. We are often only hearing about the negative and bad things happening, but there are also great things happening too. If you didn't know, you can sign up to goodnewsnetwork.org and they will send you a good news story that's happening around the country or world every day. There's so many good things to celebrate. So this week's story, Jesse, a woman lost eight days in the Australian bush survives to see her four children again and it is miraculous i'm like what i was ecstatic to have this outcome said detective inspector jason shepherd the the experienced policeman knew that someone reported missing for eight days in australia's rugged outback has a slim chance it is miraculous he told abc news just 30 minutes after having prepared a statement that mother of four Ricky Mitchell had not been found and that the rescue crews and homicide detectives were nearing the end of their search. Then the 38 year old woman from Queensland turned up on the Philanders highway covered in cuts and scrapes, but alive. The ordeal started when Mitchell and her partner of seven months were traveling from Townsville and Charter Towers in North Queensland, and they decided to stop at a rest area. Her partner decided to go visit a friendly nearby for a quick, a friend nearby for a quick hello while she decided to do a bit of swimming and walked out at a swimming area near the rest stop. As unlikely as the story already sounds, this is surprisingly typical of stories of people getting lost in wild country. They underestimate how easy it is to become disoriented and get lost at distances of mere hundreds of yards from parking lots, campsites, or roads. If y'all see my eyes right now, my eyes are open wide because yeah. I'm like, who's trying to get lost? I'm going where you going? You know? Yeah, right. Like it's, I'm not gonna go wander. No, I don't. I don't want to wander about nothing. You know? I'm gonna stay right here. Exactly. Like. <laughs> so. It is common knowledge that if you are out in the bush and the heat with little food and little water, I won't be, that you can become disoriented quite quickly. Wow. Detective Inspector Shepard said on this point, I would imagine that she's then probably headed off in the wrong direction. The report leaves out any details of the events between that moment and the moment of rescue eight days later when she borrowed an ATV she found on a ranch property she probably <laughs> didn't know she was on and drove it until she heard the sounds of Flinders Highway and ran into the ranch owner who knew the search was taking place in the area. Rescue teams report her being covered in light scrapes and her feet were cut open and bleeding, but no major injury besides injuries besides. Shepard said that she that while she obviously was not a trained survivalist, she must have known a thing or two to have lasted so long in the heat without a ready source of fresh water and food. About 20 emergency service personnel partook in a search that was difficult from the start because it was a rest area. Footprints were everywhere. And so the few tracks they were able to follow out in the bush led nowhere. Everyone was so happy to hear the mother of four was safe. And the story is a poignant reminder, whether you're in Appalachia or the bush of how easy it is to accidentally walk oneself into a survival situation. <sighs> trying to understand. Where did she find the ATV? I know. They said um, that it was on a, a ranch. That she found it on a ranch property she probably didn't know that she was on. Then why did she just go up to the person own, that owned the ranch? I know. <laughs> Rather than just take it and then go somewhere else. That I makes, know. 
I got questions too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am very happy. It is great news that she was yeah. found and it's very miraculous. But, you know, it's funny too. You know, that's why it's good. It's a comedy show because it's funny too because maybe it's just you and me, Jesse, because I know other people are adventurous like that. And maybe you're more adventurous than I know. Not at all. <laughs> You're like, my adventures and my tattoos. Shut yeah, I like to stay home. Like. <laughs> but I'm like, if I'm going out somewhere with friends, I need to know, like, where is everything that's happening? What's going on? I'm not trying to, like, I don't have that type of adventurous bone in my spirit, you know? Yep. So, <laughs> but I'm glad that she survived. And obviously, you know, other people, they like to be in the bush and they do these things. And, you know, that's on them. And I'm glad she survived. But. Sade and Jesse ain't going to no bushes. Nope. Far away. I don't even like hiking. I don't want to do that. There's no Wi-Fi. I like hiking if it's at a nearby park that we know in town and we can see what's going on. So funny. We want to thank you everyone so much for tuning in to episode 19 of Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. Thank you to our special guest, my friend Jesse Campos. Mm, that's me. <laughs> Please follow him on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch and TikTok at Z-E-L-D-A-H-U-N-K. So Zelda Hunk. You can also book him there as well. While he's still affordable, y'all, I'm telling you, jump on it. I love to use my platform, energy, gifts, and talents to make a positive impact to my community and around the world. My upcoming live and virtual schedule is always posted on my social media stories. And then if I see Jesse has a show coming up, I'm going to be sharing that on my stories too. So you can always see all the comedians and people I'm supporting. And then, of course, you can book me on my social media or via email. Join us next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on 99.3 FM for a brand new episode with our special guest, professional stand-up comedian and actor Jeremiah White. I'm Sade Champagne, and thank you so much for listening to my radio show. Laughter and a joyful heart are like good medicine. Welcome to my brand new show. A new kind of comedy. Laugh about it, laugh about it With shiny champagne Laugh about it, laugh about it With shiny champagne There is so much more in store We have so much to live for Laugh about it, laugh about it With shiny champagne Joy is our superpower Always takes us higher when life is feeling low. We will blossom like a flower, fill our mouths with laughter, gives us strength to glow. Special guest comedians, funny stories, segments too. We want to know what makes you laugh, what brings you joy when you are blue. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your family, tell a friend. Laughter is a gift for all, so share your smile and let's stand tall. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shot and champagne, laugh about it, laugh about it. With shot and champagne, more in store, we have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it with shiny champagne.